When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coglin. And welcome to another episode of Courtside Eclipse Nation podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Clippers' recent 3 and one stretch since PG returned, discuss Norman Powell's potential return, the, uh, the new Donald Sterling limited series, and throw down the last weekly wager of the season. Jack, are you ready to get into it, bud? I'm always ready, bud. Also, you guys can uh, check out a picture I tweeted. Uh, oh, it's on my personal account of Jack and I. Little face reveal. Great pick. I met up with Jack at the um, what was it, New Orleans game last yes. night. Um, good and he to met see my you. dad. Confronted oh. him about LinkedIn. Yeah, love that guy. Tony. Tony's a great guy. Fellow listener too. Thank you so much, Tony, for listening to this. Yes. Um, He's a fan of the pod. Yeah. So last night we met up. That was one of the three victories that the Clippers had in their recent stretch since PG returned. That also includes a win over the Utah jazz at home, which was a 25 point comeback. Um, A Milwaukee win where there was no PG, but Rocco still had 43 points, a career high and had a franchise record, 11 threes. And it just seemed like everyone was eating that day. Um, And the third win uh, of course that we discussed was new Orleans the game that the Clippers want to clinch the eighth seed and one that apparently they just could not miss from three. Uh, they, they did lose a game in Chicago in OT. I thought there was a good process to start that game and to get the lead, but it kind of, the offense stagnated a little bit at the end. Uh, There's also some rough foul calls, uh, both drawn by DeMar DeRozan, one by man, one by PG, but uh, I think overall, we're pretty happy with how the Clippers have looked. Uh, Jack, what are your thoughts on how PG's played since he's come back? Yeah, really, you just can't even fathom that he just was out for three or four months. Like, it's just ridiculous to to see him. It feels like he hasn't missed a beat. And it, it seems like he's just the same, same PG he was earlier in the season when he was an MVP candidate. He's playing really, really well, even with uh, light minutes restriction. Although Ty Lue said it was going to get bumped up. Luckily, the Clippers were able to blow out the Pelicans so that he didn't even really need to play PG that much. I really have liked uh, PG and Rocco together. You know, like you said, Rocco, 43 points in that game with 11 threes. Legend. He's also just a great defender. So uh, this is coming from Fly By Night, Justin Russo on Twitter. And he said, I admit it's a small sample size, a very, very small sample. But the Clippers have a 102.7 defensive rating in the 34 minutes Paul George and Robert Covington have played together. And just seeing that and then thinking that we still have Kawhi to come back, still have Norm Powell to come back, still could have like a lineup of Rocco, PG, Kawhi, Nico, Norman, like just all these different lineups with the wings the Clippers have that they can roll out. It's, it's really just getting you me super, super excited for Kawhi and Norm to come back and for Ty Lue to experiment with all these different lineups. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is great to look. He doesn't even seem like he needs a lot of games to get back into 
being the PG MVP candidate he was earlier. It feels like he's just ready for the play-in and the team <clears throat> is looking good and they seem like they're ready for the play-in, which is great to see with just so few games left. So I'm excited, man. It's, it's looking good for, for Clipper Nation. Yeah, that's um, one thing about PG. I think um, Brian Shaw making him run miles and miles. I don't know the exact number, but I think that really helped helped him for when he did come back eventually so that he had his wind. Uh, we saw a little bit in the Utah game. He didn't really have his legs at first, but then kind of uh, got in the second half and he finished that game with 34. And then over the past three games, which is every single game he's played in, he's averaging 23.7 points, uh, six assists and 3.7 rebounds in 31 minutes. And he's, he's shooting 40%, but uh, I think that's kind of expected. Uh, he takes tough shots. So he he's got to get there and get his rhythm back. And he's, also 52% from three, which is very impressive. And I think you touched on it too. Uh, PG and Rocco minutes are probably my favorite minutes I've seen, especially in that New Orleans game. It felt like they really blew it open when they had T-Man, Luke Kennard, PG, Rocco, and Hartenstein. So they had the lit lineup plus PG and Rocco were, honestly, it seems like Ty puts him in so late. Into he's literally the last guy off the bench, but he's probably the most impactful guy off the bench. Um, and I think he kind of needs to play more, uh, in the playoffs. I don't know if he's just not gonna, he's just not trying to strain him so far, but I think PG's really uplifted this team, especially with his presence coming back. Like he's getting downhill, he's uh, feeding others. He had seven assists last night, uh, against New Orleans. And you just see like added pressure off other guys. Like Luke had four threes last night. He's getting it going again. Uh, Reggie's looking good, but yeah, man, it's, it, it's really, it's really great to see that he's looked this good back. He's not, obviously he's not at his peak yet, but I'm happy to see that he's in somewhat decent shape. Again, we'll see, we'll probably see more um, probably 34 minutes. I would guess uh, against Phoenix because they said his minutes restriction is uh, ramping up a little bit. So I'm looking forward to see how he's going to play against the best team in the league if they play all the guys. But uh, Jack, what other players besides PG have stood out to you that are benefiting from his play? Yeah, I really like you. You mentioned Luke Kennard, and it seems like he just can just chill, stand in the corner of the wing and just be ready for those open threes. He's getting a lot of better looks now with PG back and diamond him up. So he's looked a lot less stressed out. He can just do his own thing and shoot those threes. So that's looking good. I feel like it's good for Reggie too, so that he's got his, his, you know, one of his best friends back and he's able to play the two man game with him instead of having to really be the focal point of the offense. He's, he's got PG to defer to now. And then Zubak too. I think Zubak's getting a lot of better looks inside as well. And last night uh, against the Pelicans, I thought he did really well with 16 mm-hmm. points and 14 rebounds. PG's doing a great job, and PG and then other players too, just doing a great job of dumping it off to Zoo, or you know he's going to a signature right hook that goes in like ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, so I think Zuba, in my eyes, it goes in ninety nine percent of the time. So yeah, that's great, and yeah, it's just it's the vibes are just good. Like uh, at the game last night, you could just tell the vibes are just good in Clipperland. They're having fun. They're enjoying playing with each other. Um, and I think PG being back is a big part of that. Just having him there, 
And they, I feel like they're getting to that point where they know that Norman Powell's coming back soon. You know, who knows still about Kawhi this season? It may not be this season, but they know, like, they made it through the year without him. So now it's only a matter of time till he comes back. And, yeah, the vibes are just good. They're just continuing to get better and better. The chemistry's clicking. I feel like the team's clicking at the right time, too, just playing team ball. And you never know who's going to shoot it on possession. It's not like PG has to do everything. It's not like one player is going to do everything. It's just very team-oriented basketball every single game. So, yeah, we're clicking at the right time for, for this playing journey. I think uh, the fans sensed your presence because last night was probably the <laughs> most – it was probably the most lit crowd of it any really game. Was, I, yeah. it, I was like, I was surprised. It, I was like, wow, they actually like came out because I think they knew the importance of the game because you could clinch the HC and this is a team you could face in the play in tournament. And I think the, I think it kind of helped the Clippers too, because we usually see them come out to slow starts uh, a little bit, but I mean, in this one, the first quarter, they, they were okay. They, they were up, but then that second quarter, they really took the, they really took the game and never really looked back. But that crowd was, that crowd was really good from start to finish. I, I thought it was even louder than the Utah crowd uh, when PG first came back. So yeah, shout out Clipper nation, man. That, that was a fun game. Uh, definitely to be at. And it, I think yeah, it must've been the Reggie bobbleheads to be honest. I think. Oh yeah. You're mood. right. They had a Reggie bobblehead. Like how could they not be in a good mood? And I it just seems forgot. like, like, you know, there's not as much pressure too on these games. Obviously that one was a big game, but as it wasn't like a ton of, ton of, ton of pressure. So like, you know, just a Sunday six thirty game end of the weekend, just, just having fun, getting a nice blowout win, PG balling, Morris balling, the whole team just loving it. There were some good highlight plays. It was just a fun night, man. A really, really fun night. Yeah. Also, let's give credit to Marcus Morris because he started uh, after oh, yeah. not, not getting involved uh, in PG's first game back against Utah. Ty Lue made, it an, made an effort to actually get him involved in the Chicago game. And then uh, he didn't play Milwaukee. but And then last night, he got him involved, getting him touches on the first few possessions, and then he hit, um, he hit an and one three, and then he had another and one jumper, and then he would he just it didn't seem like he would miss. He was really on one. I don't know if it's because he's motivated from Kansas going to the final, but he's whenever I swear whenever he's hot, it, you can get a hand up, it's going up no matter what, and he doesn't really see it. So that he he's just a luxury. That that's what I. I always think about Marcus Morris. He's he's a complete luxury to have on the team as someone that's like your fourth, fifth best player who can get you those buckets. Uh, I thought he did a really good job last night. And I think it's also something when you get an offensive player like that involved early, they'll give you that effort on defense. I don't know if you feel that same way. Like if you don't get touches and you kind of, you kind of feel like disengaged from the game, kind of like Rudy Gobert. Like if he's sealing a guard in the paint, wide open but he doesn't get the ball like are you gonna be motivated to get back on defense like is that just like oh, human nah. nature yeah no, yeah it's just human nature you're just not gonna want to not gonna want to try yeah it's um yeah so i think that's another good reason why tyloo wants to get him involved also because uh uh marcus gets criticism for either not rebounding or defending but i i think when he's when he's locked in he's there i've I've seen him defense uh, James Harden well when he switches on him and uh, other guards, but he he does have his flaws. But I think that's that's good on Ty Lue to actually get him involved, to get him engaged, so that you don't really get those lulls from him. 
even though he's been really great throughout the whole season. So uh, shout out Ty Lue for that. And that's why he's a coach of the year candidate. Um, moving on from uh, how the Clippers have played recently before the Pelicans game, Norman Powell actually warmed up and went through an extensive work. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was just uh, at first he was getting shots up. Um, he wasn't really elevating too much. So I was kind of wondering if, he was actually feeling good because when he usually shoots, he re- he really uses his legs and he really gets up. Yeah, he gets high. Yeah, it's it's a lot of elevation on it. So when I didn't see him elevate that much, and then as he progressed, he started working on shooting off the move, shooting off pick and roll, snake dribbling, um, floaters, and he kind of ramped up a little. He I even saw a dunk. So I uh, that makes me excited to see him. Uh, out there publicly working out moving uh looks like his toes feeling a little better uh we definitely don't know if he's cleared for contact yet i don't think we really got official word from pg when he did we just got a leak but i'm kind of excited i kind of hope he can come back soon but jack when would you expect norm to return because last week Om Yomsuk of ESPN said they want they were hopeful he could practice seven to ten days from last Monday. So when do you kind of think he would come back? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, the Clippers finish season game Wednesday against Phoenix, and then Saturday and Sunday back to back. So maybe he'll play one of those games on the back to back on the weekend. It'd be it'd be great if he could come back for that Phoenix game on Wednesday. But if not, he'll probably play one of those games. You know get some practice and then the play a game after those. So it would be nice for him to get one or two games in before the plan, but I think he'll be good to go. You know, he's been out for a bit, but it also hasn't been, it hasn't been as long as PG has been out. It hasn't been a super, super long time. So hopefully he can still come back and, and remain where he was prior to his injury. But yeah, he's going to be crucial for that playing game. So we, we're going to want to really have him on his a game. And like we said, the playing game is, one game or two games, depending on if we lose that first. So it's not like a whole series where you can get your legs under you. It's just got to bring all that intensity for that one game. So I, I really hope you can come back. And I'm very excited. You said you're kind of excited. I'm very excited. for. Him I just want to see I, – I won't get excited until I actually, like, see him in practice. Like, we get a little, uh, a little social post from the Clippers. Then I'll get excited. Uh, and have hope. I, I would preferably want him back on Wednesday. I think that's just too close, though. And also, uh, just because at least he can get two games, because he I don't think there's a chance he's playing it in the back-to-back. But, yeah. Um, and he's the way he plays, he kind of – I don't know how to explain it. He's kind of explosive without being, like, an explosive, like, dunker. Totally. Like, totally. Like, like, everything – it seems like every time – like, when he pulls up, he pulls up hard. Or when he's driving, he's – going uh he's driving hard and he doesn't really it's not really too uh it's not like smooth like pg but like he's giving it whenever he's going so that's why i kind of hope he's gonna do uh well when he comes back especially because he's a lower body injury whereas pg was his elbow but uh i i think i'm in the same boat as you he i think he will come back next weekend um but yeah, he is a very explosive player. So that explosiveness is very key for him mm-hmm. in his drives and his jumper. Like you said, he jumps up very high the elevation on yeah. his and that, yeah, that high release point. So hopefully he can, he can be back to where he was. 
But yeah, this team, this team's coming into form, man. I mean, they're just looking good and just the vibes are good. Like vibes are key. Like when you look at the Utah Jazz, vibes are not good Yikes. over there. You can tell Yikes. it's, just, it's yeah. obvious. <laughs> but then you look at the Clippers and you like you go to a game, you see the team, the way they like hang out with each other, the way they play, just the way they communicate, everything. The vibes are just good. They just seem like they're buddies. They seem like they love playing under Ty Lue. They're having fun doing it. And I think a lot of that too is that there's they know that there's not really any pressure this year. It's not like yeah. last year where we had the most pressure like out of any team. They know there's no pressure. They can have fun. They can hoop, still be competitive and want to win. But it's if they lose, they know that like you know they're dealing with all these injuries. So I, I think that's going to give us an advantage too that we kind of you know don't really have anything to lose. And like I was listening to um, the Zach Low podcast, Low Post. Shout out the Low Post. Love it. And he had, on, uh, some, <laughs> he had on someone uh, for the Phoenix Suns, a reporter, and he was just saying, like, the Phoenix Suns reporter was saying, just, like, the, playing the Clippers in the playoffs would be the worst-case scenario for them, and they really want to avoid them. So it's kind of cool being on that end of things and, like, knowing that the Grizzlies probably also feel the same, the Grizzlies and the Suns don't want to play us in the playoffs. So that kind of feels good. It's like, oh, we're that team that no one wants to play. It's a good feeling. Yeah, especially if uh, you do win that playing game and then they, Kawhi decides to come back. Then oh, that, can you imagine? That would be nasty. It'd be chaos over Twitter. Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be insane. But um, one thing I want to ask you, because uh, it seems like Norman Powell's return is imminent. What? Who do you think is leaving the rotation once he comes back? That's the tough part. I mean, like like we saw against the Pelicans, you know, Amir Coffey didn't really play, didn't get minutes. So, but then the thing is with Ty Lue is that it can change depending on the matchup, depending on who's playing well and who's not playing well in one game. Like, it can really depend. I don't know if there's going to be a, just a set rotation that's the same for each game. I feel like it's just going to, you know, it's just going to depend on the matchup, depend on who's playing well, who he thinks will fit depending on the team we're playing. But, yeah, that's a tough one. Who, who do you think? Because I've been kind of struggling to, to think of one or two people. Are you asking me so you could think of yours, or do you just not want to give me an answer? No, I really don't know. Oh, okay. Because I've been uh, seeing some people say, like, oh, maybe Luke Kennard. But, no, I think Luke Kennard's going to stay you think so? rotation, Okay. Right? So, the thing is, I see Luke as if they if the Clippers need a boost offensively, he, he'll play, but I don't think that decision would come until later in his series. I think he's going to be the one out. I really think that the starters are going to be... Do you think so? Yes, because I'll, I'll explain why. Because when you... In the playoffs, it's just going to... The game's going to slow down, and it's going to be a lot of small, small pick-and-roll matchup hunt. That's mainly what it what it's going to be. And even last year... I thought last year he did a decent job of just, like, hedging and coming and recovering. And I think he could do it again. He's a much improved defender. But I think Ty Lue would – I think his gut uh, would just play it safe and just do T-man. And plus, T-man can give you more downhill. But even the, even then, it's like – I don't know if you'd rather have Luke's gravity as a shooter and have defenders chase him instead of T-man uh, running the floor and getting downhill. But I think it, Luke is out. I think it's going to be Reggie, Norm, PG. Uh, Mook and 
Zubots, and that's may seem yeah, like that, a that seems lot of like, offense. Yeah, no, that seems like the definite starting lineup. I feel like everyone can agree. Like that seems like the starting lineup they'll go with, right? Yeah, and the, I, I mean, to me, doesn't that that lineup seem like it has a lot of firepower, which is kind of what you need too? Yeah, I like uh, that. It, it that that's what you need if you ha- if you're gonna go against uh, a Memphis or a Phoenix, you're gonna have you're gonna have to at least have multiple options, and then you got you got guys like Reggie and Mook who had their confidence raised during the season zoo too and then that bet that bench is probably going to be man um roco nico and then hartenstein and then if you decide to go small then yeah i think you could put in uh luke like man luke uh roco nico and i think that would be perfectly fine but it's all going to depend on the matchup what he likes what he does what tyloo likes what he doesn't like but it's tough I, i i hate to say it but i think it is luke that's going to get, he's just going to get hunted mm. and the Clippers have a bunch of wings that can defend and can shoot. They, they may not be as good as shooters as Luke, but they can all shoot. And that's kind of what I think gives you that ease that you, you can rest him without, or you cannot play him and not feel as guilty. So um, did you come up with an answer? I think it is tough. Cause I feel like, yeah, the starting lineup's good. And then, you know, the bench lineup, so obviously, obviously they're not playing just all five of these bench guys at once, but like, yeah, it would be, you know, T-Man, Kennard, Nico, Rocco, and Hart as the five guys off the bench. Obviously, it might not be all five of them, but I, th- I think it will depend because let's say they do want to go small ball and have Rocco at center and Hart not play. Or, I mean, it's tough because obviously Nico, we want Nico and Rocco to get minutes because they're super key for us. T-Man's been great. I just feel like I feel like he's gonna find a place for Luke Kennard to play. I feel like he's gonna find some Kennard minutes. He's he's been so. It just feels like when he's out there, like good things happen. And you know, some players it can it can vary, but it just feels like when Kennard's out there, we're playing better with him out there as a shooter. I feel like he's an underrated defender, and he's been great on defense lately. I think Tyloo's gonna find him some minutes. I don't know if there's gonna be just one person out. I think it may just depend on the game, to be honest. So it's hard. I can't really say one person. Yeah. And by no means are we saying that he doesn't deserve to play. Like he, he definitely is deserving uh, of playoff minutes, but it's just hard just because of how deep this team is. And you're just going to, you're going to want to have a match uh, matchups that benefit you. And it's just going to be something that it'll depend. What ha- depends what happened. Who knows? Maybe when he comes in, he he's not going to be a stiff on defense. I'm not saying he is, but maybe he comes in, he holds his own and all of a sudden he earns the trust. And maybe it's like, man, isn't going to play or I don't know someone else. But uh, I think, I think those three fours of Mook, uh, Nico and Rocco, I think they're all for sure playing because of their size and versatility and shooting. So that's going to be tough, but we'll yeah, see, man. It, just, it, it, get, it gets hard when you're deep pause. Uh, but it just gets hard when you're deep than to really find everyone Damn. minutes. Damn. Wow. Sorry for lack of better words. You're good. No, that's all right, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, let's so take a break. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> and then we'll come back and talk uh, the new Donald Sterling series and then our last weekly wager. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back, ladies and gents. Real quick, we're recording this right before the national championship for the March Madness final. And John, who you got out of nowhere? You got UNC or you got Kansas? Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to support the Morris Twins. And I'm going to go Kansas mainly because not because I watched them too much this year, but mainly because in 2008, that was like the first time I really watched college basketball. And that's when Mario Chalmers hit a game tying basket in the final. So I kind of like Kansas because of that, but they got some hoopers. Uh, I think it's a Baji. That guy was like five for five from three to start. I feel like he, he's going to be a beast again. McCormack, their big is kind of, um, I think he could feast. And then Remy Martin off the bench. I think they have a good, they have a good squad. Uh, UNC is not really an eight seed. I would feel, I feel like they're, they probably should be a little higher because they've proven, but yeah, I'm going with Kansas. What about you? I was also going to go with Kansas. I had Kansas and Duke in the, in the final game. Of course, Duke sold me. Couldn't make a free throw. Refs were a joke. You know how college basketball goes. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be a good game. UNC is a fun team to watch. And uh yeah, no, I'm just excited for that game. I don't watch a lot of college basketball, so, you know, I don't know too much. And then also Kansas, their logo, that's got to be, like, one of the coolest logos ever. I'm obsessed with their logo. The Jayhawk? Like how cool is that? Yeah, it's sick. And just the name Jayhawk is just awesome, too. So I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's Sorry. another reason <laughs> why I was going for them. <laughs> so, on to, back, to, back to the Clippers. FX has ordered The Sterling Affairs, starring Lawrence Fishburne as Doc Rivers, about, quote, the downfall of Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling amid the team's drive to win a championship. The Sterling Affairs will include Donald Sterling's, quote, notoriously racist behavior brought to light amid the power struggle between his wife of 60 plus years, Shelly Sterling, Shelly Sterling, and his mistress, V. Stiviano, and then Jackie Weaver will play Shelly Sterling, Donald Sterling's wife. This is coming from Kate Feldman on Twitter. So yeah, that's going to be exciting. FX, they they don't disappoint. So what do you what do you think about this show that's coming? You know, Lawrence Fishburne's doc. Uh, it sounds exciting to me. I mean, of course they had that little miniature Quibi documentary about all this that I don't oh, think yeah. really watched. I never saw that. Quibi, just a total failure. So now there might be a legit little series about this. So I'm I'm excited for it. What do you think? Um. I'm excited. I, I feel like it'll be really interesting for Clipper fans to see. And plus it could be like, could be like the winning time for us though, except it's a way worse. Uh, yeah. So it could be losing time. It yeah. No, it's time. a way worse series, but, but no, I, I think it'll be really interesting. They actually had Donald Sterling in winning time and they made him as weird as uh, Blake Griffin described him once. So I, I think that whole story is interesting. Even ESPN had a 30 for 30 on them uh, i think ramona shelburne uh narrated it and I-, I thought that was interesting so i think making it a drama is going to make it even more of a draw for people to want to see it because i think i think what winning time does it makes it super interesting to watch um because it's something that we know what happened but we're also like basketball fans and we're passionate so 
to see it from a certain standpoint and then for them to add a little juice into it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know these actors like you do. I'm not part of the acting um, network. So I apologize for not knowing who Lawrence Fishburne is. Yeah, John is. didn't know Lawrence Fishburne. So yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm I hope he does Doc's voice well. If he nails it, instant Emmy. <laughs> on the spot. That's what some people were wondering is how hoarse will he go with the voice? So, oh, you so got to go. a question to keep in mind. This, I mean, he's a good actor, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he can do it. I'm. Sh- he's got to go hard. Go hard or go home. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I think it'll be really cool. This is like the third thing they've uh, uh, that they've dropped about it. First, the Quibi, then the Thirty for Thirty. I don't know if there's anything else, but there's a ton of stuff. I remember that day. It was it was like on CNN and like other news networks. Yeah, this will always be talked about. I mean, of course, I was way younger. This is in 2014, so I was eight years ago. So I was 13. So it's like you know, as a 13 year old, it's kind of hard to comprehend all that really happened obviously now i can kind of understand it way better than i was when i was a 13 year old boy so it'll be cool as well because this will be like kind of like a reenactment and instead of just like a documentary or whatever talking about it so it's going to be really interesting to see it all play out now but yeah this was yeah when even as a 13 year old this was just like the craziest thing ever when it happened so yeah hopefully it can get some awards yeah we're, we're rooting for you fx i have hulu too so i don't have to like uh I don't have to watch it illegally, so good luck, you guys. That's great. That, that's always great when John does not have to commit any crimes. We really like that. Yay. <laughs> and then on to our final weekly wager. It's all tied up. Okay, so this one will decide it. Final week of the regular season. Woo! Winner take all. The question is, will the Clippers win out? and go 3-0 and to finish the season. Now the loser is probably going to have to eat something with a hot sauce of the other host choosing. So. No, that is, that is, is, that is, that is the punishment. It will be. Uh, that. There's no, there's no debate. I lose this. It's I'm going to be in so much pain. Yes. Okay. Because I'm just a nice guy. John's going to get the first choice. John. Will the Clippers win out and go 3-0 and in these final three games against the Suns, the Kings, and the Thunder? Will they win out to finish the season? Yes or no? Uh, I'm confident in the last two. That Wednesday, that Wednesday night game against Phoenix, I really don't know. But... Phoenix I, has nothing to play for, you know? They don't, but neither do the Clippers. Like, they just need to ramp guys up. And I think Phoenix is still a machine that their depth has depth. So, they they have guys that will come in and play well. They have Chris Paul, your favorite player. Booker, top five MVP candidate, I guess. Uh, Bridges, top five defensive player of the year, maybe. Um. And then so yes, the yes or no question, John. So yes Hold on. No I'm question. trying to think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm going no. I'm going. I think they're going two and one. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll go with yes. Hey, this is honestly, it's a tougher question than you think. It because is. Phoenix, nothing to play for. Okay. So let's say Clippers win that. Then Sacramento, OKC, it's a back to back. 
Sacramento and OKC both want to lose. They're both tanking, basically. So, you know, they may rest a bunch of their guys and just try to lose, too. But then the Clippers got nothing to play for, so, you know, they're totally going to rest a bunch of their guys, and it's a back-to-back. So it's a tough. It, it can really go either way. So I'll go yes. They'll go 3-0 to finish the season. And it's a tough. I, I probably would have would have leaned no, but I'm confident. I'm a real fan, John. I don't, I don't, I don't root against the Clippers like you. So I'm I going yes, they'll they'll finish the season 3-0. I literally don't root against them. I'm a realist and I'm safe. So I don't get my feelings hurt. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. I guess whatever it ends up being, someone's going to have to have hot sauce. I hope it's not me. Hopefully nah, it'll, it'll be, be John. You. It'll be you. Oh, God. I, I, I'll go on hot ones. I've looked at a couple. I'm literally – I watched these episodes. I know which ones that you can handle and which ones you can't. I'm not going to try to destroy you. I'm just going to make it fun for everyone else. How's that sound? Sure, that, that sounds great. And then also, I forgot to mention, last week, I did win the weekly wager that tied it up, which is if PG would have over or under 20 points in his first game back. He came back against Utah, killed it, 34 points, smashed it. So I won that one, and that tied us up. So this will be the last one to finish out the season. It's going to literally – it could come down to, you know, the final game. If they're 2-0 in that final game, you know, they might be resting everyone. OKC might be resting everyone. No one's going to be watching that game, but John and I will definitely be tuning in to because we we're going to have to see the winner of that game. Yeah, I'll be at both games, so I'll it'll be a, it'll be a good time. I'll just have fun. Well, I knowingly win the bet. So, Jack, good luck to your taste buds, brother. Oh, goodness. Come on, Clippers. Tyloo, <laughs> do do your thing and just figure out a way to win all these three games. They'll be fine. They have it. They've done well when they haven't had their full complement of guys. So you shouldn't. That's the feel thing. I still believe. I still believe. Exactly. I'm just playing it safe, man. It's all good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Well, anyway, again, thank you guys for listening to us. We always really appreciate it. Um, shout out to the people that tweet at us uh, for the stuff we put out. It's a lot of fun interacting with you guys. Um, thank you for um always liking and supporting what we do um oh yeah and i met die i met dime dropper pod at the game shout oh out shout out Di- shout cool. out dime dropper what a yeah, beast recorded me with some halftime thoughts camera was definitely a close-up but it was, it was fun he's a cool <laughs> guy and then i met uh jake barnes designer of all the greatest clipper shirts you can find i got like two or three of them so yeah he was cool too and i met clipper vlad i met a bunch of people so, oh, yeah, I, see, I see him all the time uh, on Twitter. I've never really. Yeah, they're all great. All uh, super, super nice. Fun to talk to. Damn, you went on a tour. <laughs> For real. Uh, they were great. They were great. Yeah. But shout out all you guys in the Clipper community. It's so it's so dope seeing you guys at games and, and talking, interacting with you guys. So uh, we appreciate everything. Keep talking to us. Uh, Jack, where can these people find you on Twitter? They can find me at Jack Clippers on Twitter. Yep. And then you guys can find me at courtside underscore clips. Um, I have articles. We have our podcast, of course. And then me and Jack will tweet uh, during live games. So, you know, the deal. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. And as always, go clips.